at home We knew we were safe To be young enough to dream Find the faith to believe Welcome to the podcast, Life to the Fool, with Nancy Campbell, founder and publisher of Above Rubies. Where we learn to forgive in that home. Hello, ladies. Now today, I have Alison Hartman with me. Every time the Hartmans come, Alison and I love to do a podcast together with you. And this is July 4th week. We had the most amazing July 4th yesterday. We always have a great time, but I think it gets better every year. And uh, it's just about an all-day thing as we prepare for our lunchtime uh, get-together. We used to have it down by the creek, but now that we have the wedding barn, uh, we have a potluck lunch in the wedding barn so we can sit and don't have to be just dripping with sweat in the sun. And uh, it's great fellowship. And we start off very patriotically uh, with the Prayer of Allegiance and uh, singing the Star Spangled Banner. And then we always have someone to just share something um, about the you know, the nation or something that happened in the time of 1776. But uh, yesterday, uh, Nate, one of our guys here, he shared it was so powerful, wasn't it? Mm. So we start off, you know, with a great uh, patriotic spirit and uh, then we all fellowship together. And then everybody went down to the creek. Tell mm. us what happened oh, there. Oh, that was so much fun. It was so hot and the <laughs> creek water was so cold and all the children just had the best time. They covered themselves with mud and then would wash off. And all the dads were uh, hanging out together. All the moms sat out by the shore. It was so much fun. We had a great time. Yes. And then you come back here to our place. And then we have a big barbecue uh, with family, with friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we, after that, we have the hugest fireworks. Oh, wow. It was huge, wasn't it? Yes, it, it went on for a long, long time. About half an hour blowing up yes. money. <laughs> yes, yes, blowing up but money. But I think all these young people have gone around with the hat and all yeah. these young women. Yeah, they guys, all collected they... all the money. Even the teenagers uh, yes. put in some money. Yes, it was just such an amazing display. But I think there must have been about 200. We're thinking there. so. It was. It yes. was the with whole the lawn was just adults. full full of people the line of getting through the food took some time didn't it but it was a great wonderful day of patriotism of fellowship and just being together Mm. i think that's one of the most greatest things in life is being together Mm. and god loves it he planned it he planned for us to be a together people Mm In fact, it begins with God himself, who is a triune being. Even in the Godhead, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit live in beautiful unity and togetherness. And then God created man and woman in his image and created us in his image to be a together people. That's why he mandated family 
that's why we live in families. We're not meant mm. to be isolated. That's right. The Bible says that, you know, he puts the solitary in families. And really, people are not meant to live on their own. That's right. And it is so sad that there's many older people and others in circumstances who are living on their own. And some just may love to live on their own, but it's not really the ultimate. God, he created us to be a together mm -hmm. people. And I think we must live such a blissful life because we have so much togetherness. And... Um, Yesterday was just an extra big togetherness. It was so, so and wonderful. And, of course, um, the Hartmans are here, um, not just for July 4th. They're here for the whole week. And I think I may have told you this before. When they come, oh, goodness me, they, they just won't sit and relax. I say, come and just relax. But no, they always come and they're ready to do projects. So once again today, I don't know how we're doing this podcast because there's been banging in the bathroom and children in and out and things happening here and there. But anyway, we're doing it. In the That's midst right. of all right. these projects, redoing the deck and fixing the bathroom and fixing our shower that leaked and then doing all the water pipes. And oh, goodness me, there's just activity everywhere. Yep, it's wonderful. I love seeing all the different ages do different projects. And we uh, just want to try to be a blessing while we're here. And our love language is work. So that's where we're, that's why we're here. Yes. And so all the young People are also working today, but they also have so much fun. And mm -hmm. uh, they were on the volleyball court for hours again yesterday, too, in between everything else. Well, and we're trying to teach ours that you can have fun while working. There's no, yes. no reason why you can't. We have a lot of friends that are Mennonites, and it's so interesting. When they go to different families for vacation, they go with an intention to do a project for that family to help them. And then they get so much more done. And it's so much more fun if you're yes. doing it with someone else. Yes, I love that scripture um, where Paul wrote about our fellowship in the gospel. And I think that's a beautiful thing is, you know, when you're working for the kingdom and you're mm. doing things for one another. and you, you, But when you're doing it together, if you, somebody's doing it on their own, it's kind of a bit of a mm. trial. But when you're doing things together, so true. it is fun and fellowship, right. isn't it? Right. And fellowship, you know, we were created for fellowship. Mm. We need fellowship. It is so affirming and wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, now you've got to tell us. You, you um, A while back, you thought you'd do this most amazing thing and yes. take your whole yes. family on a holiday. So <laughs> yes. what did you do? So we, uh, last this past Christmas, we gave our children their gift was to take everyone on a family cruise. And so we, uh, we booked it. We... Um, of course, it was pretty expensive because there were 17 of us. So we took our, our 11 children, uh, two spouses, and Vision. We brought Vision along, too. So between all of us, there were 17 of us. And so in order to do that, oh, I'm losing my voice because we were having so much fun this weekend. I've already been uh, screaming and hollering. Um, so, but we went ahead and got a cruise with uh, Carnival. And we did a five-day cruise to um, 
I don't even remember. We went to Mexico. And um, so, you know, it was it was about $8,000 for all of us to go, which was um, somewhat reasonable when you're talking all your food and stay is covered. Um, but uh, so it was a wonderful, wonderful idea. Uh, but I guess we're mentioning this because I don't want anyone else to have to go through what we went through. Uh, what we found was, yes, it was great family time. But, um, you know, I just didn't expect what we saw. And what we, what we saw was um, an overwhelming lack of shame of the majority of the people that were on the boat. Um, they, so many of them were there with the intentions of just kind of running from their problems at home. You know, they probably, a lot of them have saved up for years and years for this one big cruise. But, um, you know, the saying goes, what goes on in Vegas stays in Vegas, you know, whatever, uh, bad lifestyle that you, you had going on there, you don't talk about it. Well, that's kind of what it was like on the cruise. Um, people came with the, you know, the plans to just live life to the fullest, drink as much, eat as much, but wear as little amount of clothes as you possibly can because it doesn't matter. No one's going to see you. You know, no one in your real life is going to see you. It's like a pretend life because on a cruise, it's fun, but it's not real life. Mm. You know, there's nothing in real life that says you're going to have unlimited food, unlimited drink. Mm. You know, for another $300, you can drink alcohol unlimited on the boat. And so you had these people get on, they just, they started drinking the minute they got on the boat. And then they, they of course had to stop drinking when they finished the cruise. Um, but as a mom and a, you know, as a family, we went thinking we're just going to have this wonderful, wholesome fun. But unfortunately we had so many teenage boys and older, younger boys, um, and, and the, the clothing that these girls were wearing on the ship was so so bad, so fleshly that it was, it was very debilitating. We, we had to have many times where we'd have a family meeting of what our boys are to do with their eyes. And you got to think we live on, we live in Pensacola beach area. So we're on the beach. We see what people wear on the beach. This was beyond. So I don't, I don't say don't ever take a family cruise, but Avoid short-term, inexpensive cruises, especially cruise lines like Carnival. They're party boats. Mm. They're meant to um, attract the party crowd. Mm. So if you're a family, that is really not the best place for you. I think you never go on a carnival cruise as a family no oh, no yes. and, and you know and, and there are some you know but then i think you're better really just to um you know find some other lovely place to yeah go, I, I think it holiday. was probably not the best choice of family vacation um no. you know well, we've actually been on a couple of cruises that we've been so blessed um pearl and charlie have said oh we just love you just, you know, this is your Christmas present, um, a cruise. But 
you know mm. they they know uh, that we would never even survive one like that I and they know. have booked for us on um, a cruise where there's mainly just older people yeah and uh, that's really quite lovely but even on those we just live mainly to ourselves I just didn't realize what a what a bubble I live in I didn't realize that this this yeah. was even out there that people would would have that little amount of shame that they would be willing to to wear just about nothing um you know bathing suits are one thing even bikinis are one thing this was beyond yes. and um yeah it was just something i really really didn't want to let my boys especially experience yeah. um and so there was there was a big it was a big shock to us um however we did have a really neat thing happen you know, when you're on the boat, there's nothing you can do. You can't get off. So you might as well find something productive to do. Well, one day we decided we were just going to, um, we, we went ahead and got in the pool with all the drinkers and the partiers. And so my husband and I were in this pool because there was nowhere, no other pools to be in. Well, there was this lady that came up to us and she said, um, I just, I, I heard how many children you have. That's just amazing. We just can't even believe it. And my, her boyfriend was with her and he came over and he said, you know, lots, lots of, in, uh, included lots of cuss words, but he was just like, wow, that's amazing. You have so many children. We've been watching you and, and we have to ask you there, there's something different about your family. What is it? You don't look like everybody else on this boat. And when I say we were the anomaly, we were absolute like in the, the 5% on the boat that had clothes on, that were happily married, that weren't drunk out of their minds. And so she kept saying, what is different about you? And it was such a neat thing. There was loud, trashy music going on around us. There was girls that were barely clothed, so much nakedness and nasty stuff going around us, but we just had a moment with this couple and we shared that the reason that our family looks different is because we actually love our lives and we love our family and we came with the intention to spend time with our family. Well, this young man had just lost his mother and he hated his life and he was on the boat to drink his problems away and we were able to share the Lord with him. We witnessed to him right there in the, in the middle of this pool. And um, we asked if we could pray for him. And we prayed for him for probably 20, 30 minutes. And the amazing thing is when we were done praying, all these people had scattered. And there was like a force field around us. Nobody wanted to be around us because I'm telling you, the spirit came down during our prayer. It was so powerful that I looked up and this man and woman were just bawling. And, you know, I just was able to speak into their lives. And I said, there's more to life than what you're doing right now. You're drinking your problems away. They're still going to be there. And so we were able to share the, the, you know, share about Jesus with them. So that right there, it was worth it. The, the guy's name <clears throat> I'm trying to remember I had his name written down because we've been praying for him, but it was just, it was just a real powerful moment, but we just really realized that uh, we were a light in a very dark, dark place. But anyway, we had great family time and got to, got to 
have a lot of lessons with our boys. Yes, yes. So if you're planning a cruise, uh, don't choose carnival. Yeah, don't choose a carnival cruise, especially out of New Orleans, especially a short term. You know, Pearl goes on lots of cruises, but she said make sure you go on one at least seven days and, you know, not a party boat. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, we're talking about, you know, what is going on in this world. As you said, Alison, sometimes we can just live in our little bubble. Mm. Well, last month was Pride Month. Isn't it amazing that we have all these days that we commemorate in Mm. our, uh, you know, in our nation and that we have a day for them and the very important days, some of them. But how is it that these people have a whole month it's unbelievable and we were just totally we could hardly take it in what was happening here in our state in tennessee here in nashville area which is the buckle on the bible belt and uh, yet there were all these in, these big, huge pride parades and they were advertising them mm. as family friendly. Mm. And they were had, we didn't ever go inside uh, to them at all, but they did have, they were advertising, they had tents for the little children and tents for the teenagers so they could just give them all their terrible junk. Well, um, on two different occasions in Dixon and in Franklin, Colin was just a few others went and protested, uh, not inside the gate, just at the gate as they were all going in. And um, I had other things on and couldn't, and I wanted to because I, I just believe we have to be a voice against mm. evil. That's right. And God calls all this lifestyle an abomination. And it is evil. It is against nature. But anyway, then they had the national one. And praise the Lord, I was free. And this time we had, um, well, there were about 11 of us who went. And um, Randy, who's part of our uh, church fellowship here, he contacted many churches in Nashville and and uh, encourage them to come to and to be a voice against this evil. But um, apart from just one or two young people witnessing, we didn't see anyone else. But we went there. We we had signs, um, which you know weren't. Um, they were just. They were good signs. They weren't just you are terrible people or anything. But they were just holding up the truth and lifting up the name of Jesus, and. Uh, But, oh, I mean, you couldn't believe it. I mean, we were just outside the gate. And so there we were as everybody was passing. And they were passing in their crowds. I mean, their crowds. Mm. You just couldn't believe it. How is it in the buckle on the Bible Belt? Thousands and thousands of people are pouring into this place Mm. which God says is an abomination and once again they were hardly clothed it was just a display of the flesh and and just a display of what they call it pride of this proudness the you know the determination in their eyes and the and 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 the pride it it was it was just very astounding Mm. but 
it was an amazing time to be able to just, as each person, well, not just like person because they were passing in their crowds, you know, just praying for them. And, mm. and um, you know, we, we didn't stand there sort of, you know, oh, just looking like these terrible, you know, religious people that, no, we were, we were smiling at them, even though we were just so grieving for what they were doing. And uh, I maybe there were many who didn't really know what they were going into, though I think most of them did. The way they were dressed oh, yeah. and, uh, you know, how they went in. And um, anyway, I, I did put a little post on my uh, Facebook about it. And I saw that. Yes, I couldn't believe that the comments, many Christians saying, and one person I remember saying, now, how dare you do that? You should be uh, giving them um, donuts and cups of tea as they go. In. I mean, I don't think this person could even understand. I mean, th these people were rushing in. If we were trying to give them a donut, um, they'd be throwing it back at us. I mean, there wouldn't be time to give them a cup of tea. Where would you, how would you do that? I mean, they were just rushing into this place. It was mm. like... It was just like watching that broad way, as Jesus said, narrow is the way yeah. that leads to life, but broad is the way uh, that leads to destruction. And, and it was like they're just rushing down this broad way, not knowing uh, where they were going. Mm. And so we are in a, an hour of great evil in our nation. And, and uh, the amazing thing is, is that they're trying to make it that anybody who speaks against them is going to be, um, you know, they're the, they're the evil ones. Mm. So what has happened? It's all turned around so that evil is made to look good and that which is good is meant to be evil. Mm. This is total turning around and it's a total just against God and against nature. But, um, dear Ladies, you know, often we are home, we're doing the greatest job in the world, mothering our children and doing such a great work. But we also must be those who are standing up against evil because our children are having to grow up in this world, this deceived, wicked world, and it's only going to get worse unless we are a voice, unless we... Uh, say something unless mm. we expose uh, these evil things. That's right. Yes. Yeah, and we, we it's not going to come without a cost. You know, you and I were talking of how, which you were so funny, you were like, it doesn't matter. I don't, it doesn't bother you when people uh, lash back out at you on, you know, on social media. But a lot of mothers that might be listening might say, you know, if I speak up, I'm going to lose. You're going to lose friends. You're going to lose family. They're going to turn against you. Um, and that's true. It, it really is true. And it's a, it's a price that not many people are willing to take. It's not even a, a price that churches are willing to take. Mm. So many churches are just wanting to keep things neutral. That's they don't right. want to take a side. That's what I couldn't believe. I thought, how is it all these people rushing down this broad road to destruction because it's a, a lifestyle that ends in destruction. And where were the people of God? Where were they? There, there was just no one. Mm. I mean, 
I can't believe it. And it's like during the time of the you know, Holocaust and leading up to that, there was a woman who wrote about it and she called it the spiral of silence mm. and how that, you know, just little by little, um, the Christians were silenced because mm. they did not speak out. But because they did not speak out at the beginning, um, then Hitler began to take more and more control and their silence was, uh, you know, it was harder then to speak out. Mm. And so... The more we say nothing, the, then it becomes harder to say something. Right. So we've got to be speaking out. We cannot go down this downward spiral of mm. silence. No. Remember we, Penny Lee that came and spoke yes. at the retreat? She has a video that she put together called Sing a Little Louder. Yes. And that's exactly what it was. The, the voices of the church people, th when the cars would go by, they would just say, sing a little louder yes. so that you don't have to hear the cries of the people. And um, that's exactly what's going on. And, you know, and I noticed several of the responses on your Facebook post were, you know, you should be you should be encouraging them. You should be loving on them. You know, what, what person in their right mind seeing someone heading for, you know, uh, a you think about a destruction, you think about, you know, maybe a house burning down, or you think about, you know, a, a car uh, crashing into someone or whatever you can think of as the most destructive thing. Who wouldn't warn someone and say, no, no, don't, don't go there. Yeah. It's destruction. You're going to die. You know, there's a girl in our, our town who uh, is, is just uh, announced that she's about to marry a woman. And I, I was as sad as I was to hear that. I was more saddened to see the response of people at her church saying, Good for you. Oh. So happy you found this. This is not, you're not doing anyone a good service. No. You're not really loving them by saying, way to go. Because you're just encouraging. Oh, encouraging the, 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 them to hell. Yes, and even as, like, I watched Colin, um, the, you know, the Saturday we were down there. And, and you know, it was people, we were right close to the people as they were passing by. And, you know, he would often, he would say to them, don't go through that gate. You know, that's the wrong gate. And he just said it with such passion and love. And you know what? Their reaction was just so incredible. And, and sometimes he's, that is leading to hell. Oh! I want to go to hell. Yeah. You know, or, oh, I don't believe in God. And, 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 and said, don't you want to go to heaven? No, I don't want to go to heaven. Yeah. I mean, that's their response. It, their hearts mm. are so hardened, you know. Mm. It's unbelievable. What does this say in Ezekiel? I'm always challenged by this. And, and um, let's see. Says the Ezekiel three eighteen nineteen, when I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at thine hand, yet. If thou warn the wicked, and he turn not 
from his wickedness, mm. nor from his wicked way. He shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. And that's repeated again in Ezekiel, 30, um, Ezekiel 33, 7 and 8. And uh, so that is a warning. We, we are told to warn the wicked and... Uh, you know, that's to love them. It's to save their mm. lives. Mm. Yes. Oh, wow. So anyway, mm. um, just some of the things we've been doing. And um, yes, so, oh, yes, we were going to talk too about, um, yes, at our last retreat in mm. April. Now, Alison and Daniel and their family are the ones who put on the Above Rubies family camp in Panama City, Florida, mm -hmm. and uh, it started off as a family camp every weekend, and not every weekend, but a just weekend one once weekend. a year, yep. um, just a weekend, mm -hmm. but it, it just became so wonderful that now nobody can survive for just a weekend, so we have a week-long retreat every year now, yes. and then that wasn't enough, so now we have three retreats we a year do, we do. and of course we have other family retreats also around the nation we have one coming up in mississippi and one coming up in missouri and um they're all such wonderful places to get to to fellowship mm. but you were saying to me alison the one thing that you remembered from this retreat mm. um that I said was um, just something you picked up yeah. that, okay, when you are making decisions for your family, uh, and this is an important thing to remember, to think, okay, is this going to keep our family together? Is this going to strengthen our family? If so, go for it. However, if it's something that will fragment our family and cause us to all go in different directions, well, don't do it. Mm. Because we need to always do that which will strengthen us as a family. So how did that affect you? That, that was definitely my biggest takeaway from the whole week. Um, it just kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. You know, we stay, as a family, we're very busy. We have our own business. We own a photography studio. We run two farmer's markets. Our children are extremely involved in... Um, sports uh we're very very athletic family and so that that to me was just a very simple question to ask ourselves as parents because we're obviously the heads of our household of course our husbands are but then you know the wives are under their husbands but you know th there's nothing necessarily wrong with being busy um as long as your busyness uh, is something that brings the family together. And, and it is a big challenge when you have a large family, especially, and they're going in a million different directions. You can almost find yourself to where every day, everyone's going in, a, in, in diff 10 different directions, 11, 12, 13 different directions. And yes, you might come together for the dinner table, but that's such a small part of your day. And so when you said that, is what you're doing as with your time, is it going to fragment the family or is it going to bring the family back together closer? And so I really had to evaluate the things that we do as a family, you know, what, what activities are really helpful. And so one thing I realized that was not 
bringing the family together, but it was fragmenting. Our family was, was a couple different sports that we were involved in. Um, we, uh, our boys love to play soccer. <clears throat> However, soccer season is also during our busiest uh, business season. And it, it's also uh, the same time of day as our family farmer's market. But yet I was trying to juggle it all. But what I was finding is I was having other mothers have to pick up our son to take him to soccer while the rest of us were running the farmer's market. And then while the other older children were running photo shoots. And so I just had to say, what is, what should I cut out? And it was very easy. It was very easy to answer that. Cut out the things that fragment the family. If you can't do it as a family, then don't do it. Now, Obviously, there's some things that you're going to have to do that you can't include everybody. You wouldn't send the whole family grocery shopping. That would just be silly. You would send your best grocery shopper or you wouldn't, you know. But for the most part, you know, if you're doing things that are very seasonal, that are taking uh, a part of your family away, then just cut them out. You know, our goal is not to raise soccer players. Our goal is to raise mothers, fathers. We are not raising children. We are raising adults. Mm-hmm. We are raising mamas and daddies. And so if I'm not allowing them to do activities that are going to help them be better businessmen, adults, mothers, fathers, husbands, wives, then I am actually doing a disservice to our children. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we love to play sports. So there's really no reason that you have to choose and, and, and not have fun. Right. And so what we decided was we started running volleyball tournaments cause they love playing volleyball too. And so we started doing volleyball tournaments at our farmer's market. So that way we're all together on the same p- property, but our boys are able to do their, their volleyball and they made a business out of it. So they started doing paid volleyball tournaments. You would come, you would pay a fee to be there, but they were running it like a business. They were being able to play volleyball. We were able to keep an eye on them, so we were involved. Um, it was just a great compromise. Um, I don't know how that's going to look for everybody. You just have to figure out what works for your family. Uh, sometimes you can do volleyball or, or a sport as a family, but make sure you're doing it together. Um, yeah. The Bossoms are another family that they were so involved in basketball that it just consumed their family time. They were never able to do family dinner table because they were always doing basketball. And they also, because of this past retreat, they were so motivated to um, to quit doing basketball. And they were very very good basketball players. In fact, last night, um, the dad shared with us. Because that, they, this family came and they yes. have been staying here also. And yes. th- there's other families who've come for July 4th. Right. And, but this was interesting. I didn't even realize this until last night. He told his children, you can either play basketball or we can go to the January Above Ruby's retreat. And the children are really good basketball players. Do you know that they said because they weren't able to go to the January retreat to be with all their friends they had met, they decided we don't want to do basketball anymore because it's so seasonal, they wouldn't be allowed to go to the retreat. And they really wanted to be a part of this Above Ruby's 
fellowship that we've yeah. started. And, and Sarah was telling me last night that they're coming to the January one, the April one, and, and the, the August, August one. one. Yes, <laughs> and they weren't able to do that because if you're involved in a mm. sport, mm. you have tournaments, games, practices, and it mm. consumes you. And they just thought it wasn't worth it. They'd rather have their children around other like-minded. So, yes. Yes. It's, I think that, you know, you, you've got to work it out. Each family has to work it out. But uh, sports often fragments mm. the families. Mm. So and you and I were talking about dance the other day. Yes, Remember, yes. we did a oh. talent show. You didn't mention the talent show and how oh, amazing that's it right. was. Yes, we, we did a talent show. We We didn't. It was actually called Talent for God Night. And uh, we decided we just wanted to have a night where all the young people, older people, anybody, children, uh, could just, you know, share uh, their talent. And Oh, we had 34 different items. Can you believe amazing. it? And every one so was much amazing. Talent. So much talent. Well, one of our lovely little girls, she's only about 10, um, you know, one of the, fa the families here in the fellowship, and she did a uh, sort of gymnastic dance, dance, you know. She was amazing. Incredible. I thought she had been trained. And, and I went to her mother afterwards and I said, oh, that was just so amazing. And she said, oh, yes, yes, yes. I think I better get her into gym. And I said, I beg your pardon. She doesn't go. She No, but I can see she has talent. And I said, well, you know what? She is actually better than people, young children that I see who go. It's true. Why send her? Why spend the money? Why spend that time running her in, running out? It's going to fragment your family even more. A and, uh, you know, and what do your other children do when you're taking her? I said, she is so creative. She had totally choreog choreographed mm -hmm. the whole thing herself. And... Uh, it, it was just amazing. She was incredible. And I think you said, because you photographed yes. them down there in Pensacola, yes. and she was better than any We do several dance studios. And my, um, <clears throat> my daughter Eden, <clears throat> excuse me, my daughter Eden said, she's better talent-wise than most of the dancers at this entire dance studio, which has 300 dancers. And these girls have been dancing since they were four. Yes. But you see, there's something about when someone has a gift and mm. they use their own creativity, it is incredible. I, I believe in that scripture. A man's gift makes room for mm. him and brings him before kings. You know, sometimes we think our children have to go to this, go to that, and really they're all made to do the same little thing. And oh, goodness me, it's actually boring. Whereas when children are released into their own creativity and the gifts that they have, they, they can be far better. Mm -hmm. But we've gone over time. That's right. <laughs> we Aww. always do. Anyway, so let's pray. Father, we thank you that we can just talk together about all these things that we all face these different issues and mm. we pray today for every beautiful mother and all the young people and the children listening and husbands. Yes, thank you for the husbands who listen too. We pray that you'll bless each family, strengthen them, Lord God, help them to uh, Lord, do the things in their family that... Uh, Knit them together 
Keep them together. Strengthen them as a family. Lord, our children grow so quickly. And Lord, it's like a blink of our eyes. And I say this because I'm now a great-grandmother. But Lord, when I look back, it was like one blink of my eyes and my children were gone into their uh, adult lives. And Lord God, this time that we have is so powerful and precious. And I pray, Lord, that you'll give them wisdom to uh, to just, Lord, make the most of it and, and just strengthen their family as a family together as they learn to work together and do things together and play together. And oh God, just pour out your blessing upon them today and all throughout the coming weeks. Mm. In Jesus' name, amen. In that home.